This week's podcast will be covering Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer, a documentary about dedicated internet investigators who help track down animal abuser turned murderer, Luca Magnata. Sam and I chat about the documentary and our takes on whether or not social media attention put fuel on Magnata's fire and pushed him to kill. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 4 of Big Doc Energy. We are back with an absolute banger this week because it's my favourite documentary, Don't Fuck With Cats. If you haven't watched this one on Netflix already, make sure you do and then you can tune in to this podcast because I am going to be revealing some new facts about this case and documentary and I absolutely love this one. We always, you know go out of our way to find new stuff about the documentaries and Sam made sure to find out all the new stuff so I'm excited to talk about this whole thing because honestly I didn't watch it properly until I don't know last week the first time that I watched it I only watched it like halfway through and I kind of knew how it went but not really and then now I have like a full appreciation for the documentary because Sam loved it, so I took his word on it, and I watched it all the way through, and here we are now doing a podcast about it. Yes, it's going to be a fun one. We're actually doing this from a hotel room in London, commitment (laughs) to the podcast, got a bit of wine, it's like midnight, we've got a few Percy Pigs, if you don't know what they are, they are a British um, candy, but we call them sweets. My favourite British candy. This is is them there, so we've got them in the middle. We're practically, what, like a travel podcast now? This is, yeah, this is podcast <laughs> on the go. Commitment to the podcast. This is what we're talking about. Okay? Honestly, I love it, though. Like, who, I mean, I can't think of a better situation, you know? You're well, with the being person. in bed with me. Huh, yeah, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> that was not you're what right. I was going to say. I get it. You're right. It's fine. We all, we're all thinking that it. That was not Everybody's it. thinking it. Okay. Whether you're at home or in the car. <laughs> They wish you they were in your position. My, my dad is probably listening. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't think that this is the best situation he could be in is in bed with you. I don't know. You know <laughs> bros hanging out in bed. It's fine. It's the 21st century. <laughs> so anyway, we are going to dive straight into this podcast. Don't fuck with cats. Here we go. So what happens is, is I mean, we like this documentary because I like the way it's set out. I like the way that it's got the narration of two people that are heavily involved in this case. So we've got a guy and a girl. Um, I'm going to go by their screen names because that's what we hear about in the documentary. So we've got a guy whose screen name is John Green. We've got a girl whose screen online name is Body Moving. And realistically, they're, they're online geeks. Oh my god. That's so okay, so I, I think that you don't mean that they're geeks per se. Because you and I, I guess, are technically geeks about documentaries and they just happen to have the same passion about cats, I guess. This is this is why this is what <laughs> I'm talking about. It's not about the cats. I think they which is fine. We all wanna escape in life, you know. We might have a boring job or you know, we don't like someone in real life and we want to, we, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons why people go online to escape and this is it for them. I think they went online and they just wanted to escape. They had their fake names and they wanted to just be someone else. And for some reason they came across this horrific video. Right. So, so they find a video I mean, I think it was kind of viral, but considering it was so horrific and it was just one of those things, you know, when you're young and like a video goes around and it's kind of just like, um, what, uh, two girls, one cup. You don't <laughs> like, you don't want to watch that video, but it went viral. Everyone knew about it. I mean, I watched it like part of the way through. I couldn't get through it. You couldn't? Um, nah, wow. rough. Mm. I don't want to see girls pooing in their mouths and mm. stuff. That, anyway, that's besides <laughs> the point. So anyway, the, a video went round um, of this guy torturing kittens. He put them in a vacuum bag, all that sort of stuff. Horrible stuff. The two girls, one cup comparison is actually really good for this, I think. 
I mean, it's not because they're not on the same level. Like no one was killing anyone or any animal in that. But I feel like they are similar in the fact that it was gross and you don't want to look, but you feel like you have to click it. And that was kind of like what they were doing, honestly. So anyway, we have a video that goes round. People don't like it, especially John Green and Body Moving screen names. So they join a Facebook group called... I don't know, find the guy that killed the cats. Right. And I feel like this is really common. I mean, I guess it kind of speaks for our generation of social media. You can kind of join a group for anything. And they became sort of like a community of people that had this common motive of finding this cat killer. And they didn't know where to start. Sorry, that was my computer. It's always dying. That probably didn't come through. It just went out. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I just charged the computer up. It was dying. Anyway, go on. So they had this uh, common motive of finding this cat killer, and they had nowhere to start. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have any idea where to start when it comes to finding somebody. They could be literally anywhere in the entire world. But for whatever reason, they were confident enough that they might be able to find this guy, track him down and get him in trouble for killing these kittens. Which I mean, like, honestly, if you think about it, I mean, I'm not saying that they're crazy. I, I actually respect everything that they've done and what they did at the time and their dedication to this movement. But it is actually kind of crazy to think about because this guy could have been fucking anywhere. Yeah, and I mean, this is where the documentary got like really good for me. So we've got a crazy video and we've got two online detectives that want to take this guy down. They want to find him. And I, when I watched it the first time, I was like hooked. Um, I remember I was hungover, like just <laughs> chilling at home. And I, I wasn't, to be honest with you, it was a couple of years ago. I wasn't really into documentaries back then. And... I literally watched the whole thing back to back. He was single Sam back then. Too busy to watch documentaries. Yeah, you know, I was living life. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm sitting in a hotel room doing a podcast with my fiance. Wow, you're so adult. I know, I'm so adult. But anyway, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> About documentaries of all things. I know, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? So basically, yeah, I was hooked because these people were so dedicated. They started to dissect the video. So this is where they start to investigate. So they're dissecting the first video. The cat is being vacuumed or whatever. And they start to pick things out. So they find little things. Frame by frame, they find out things that might indicate whereabouts in the world he is. Because that's a good start. Oh my god, yeah. So they see like the, um, what do you call them? Outlets. The plug outlets, the cigarettes, to try and figure out at least which region of the world they're in, that he is in. Could be America, could be England, could be anywhere. But they try and figure it out from tiny, tiny details in his room. And the one that I thought was crazy was they found the blanket that he had in his room on ebay and it only had one buyer i mean honestly he could have bought it from target and then someone bought it from target and then sold it on ebay for well, all yeah, we know yeah it could have been a few few of them but they found <laughs> yeah. one on ebay and uh, they thought maybe was, it would be him it might have been him but then they did find a correlation between the cigarettes and the vacuum because they seem to be both in a certain part of america right the vacuum was yellow and she again this is the thing this is what the crazy is about the online world is that she f saw the vacuum, it was yellow in the video, and mm -hmm. then she decides that she's going to go on a vacuum forum. Why is there a vacuum forum? <laughs> why is that? Why does that exist? I don't know, but it does. People talk about vacuums. Honestly, that sounds like something that my dad would be on. Maybe not for vacuums, but for like some sort of power tool. He's getting a lot of shout-outs, isn't he, this podcast? Hey, hey Dad. This is his second shout-out. I'm, shout I'm really missing you. Let's I'm give your mum a shout-out. Just feel left out. And my mum and my dad. No, I'm um, anyway, so... No, but really, though, my dad's super handy. I feel like he might be on like a handyman website, but I never knew that there would be a forum for strictly just vacuum cleaners. And they found one and they figured out where this guy's vacuum cleaner was from. Yeah, turns out <laughs> the vacuum was from a certain part, only sold in America. Either way, I mean, it gave them kind of a location, but didn't really 
do much. Um, but what it did, so there's, by the way, when we're talking about the guy in the video, if you watch the documentary, you know it's a guy called Luca Magnata. Well, yeah. Uh, at first, they thought it was a guy named Jamesy Crams a lot. Yeah, well, basically, what happens is... So In he... his ass. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, that was the first name, though. Yeah, well, Sorry. okay, so this is this is it. So while they're dissecting the video, <laughs> they're putting it all on this group. While they're doing that, the guy in the video, Luca Magnata, who you know, if you watch the documentary, he's watching the whole time. He's liking the fact that people are trying to catch him and they don't know who he is. So he's always there in the background and they're trying to put, they're trying to figure out who it is. And like you said, a lot of people get named um, as a potential. And one of the potentials is, say again? Jamesy Cramslot in his ass. <laughs> yeah, which turns out to be someone else, someone else who was depressed. And he decided to, he, he went online and went on the group and said, it was me in the video. Da, 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 da. And then his name was Edward Jordan, and he ended up killing himself. Rest in peace, Edward Jordan. It wasn't him, but they did accuse him a while for being this person who was the cat killer, but it wasn't him. So while he is in the background checking up on what this Facebook group's movements are, um, there's another video, and he wants to shock the group again. This time, in the second video, we have him putting kittens in a fridge, um, doing, again, kittens, abusing animals, all that sort of stuff. And it kind of moves on a little bit, because now he's thinking, okay, now I want a bit more excitement. I want them to know who I am. I, wa I, want, I want to be followed a little bit more. Well, we think. I mean, so Body Movin ended up getting a DM from an a sock puppet account is what they call it. Just like a random person who DMs someone and then deletes their Facebook account. So she gets a message from an account that says that the guy that they're looking for, his name is Luca Magnata. And we assume that Luca probably sent this message because we come to find out that Luca is kind of an attention whore. He definitely sent that. I mean, <laughs> so this is the big thing. So when they, they go, all right, well, we better check this out. Let's Google Luca Magnana. And then loads of stuff come up. They're, like, there is so many hits. There's YouTube montages of him. Um, there He entered a model search, cover model thing in Canada that he tried, he wants to be a model. Just so much stuff of him. Uh, there was a rumor around going around that he was dating a serial killer called Carla... Homocha, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, that's in the notes that Kayla wrote. So I don't know <laughs> um, her name was Carla. Um, so he, he basically wanted to be famous so bad, didn't make it in the acting or modeling industry and start to make rumors about himself. I mean, this is what it boils down to. He, I mean, he might as well just be Sam Bird. Oh, my <laughs> God. What rumors did I make about myself? I'm just kidding. You Google Sam Bird. It's nothing but bloody good. <laughs> it's nothing but absolute fantastic stuff. Maybe not all of it. He might as well have just been on Love Island. I mean, same thing. Well, yeah. If he went on Love Island, then he might not have to do all this. <laughs> you know, he might have got a blue tick. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so he he wants to be famous really, really bad. And uh, this is the weird thing. So what? I, this is how I feel. He made up rumors about himself to get press. And the rumours weren't true. He then thought, there's no more rumours left. I'll actually do something and then make another rumour about myself. But this time it actually was him. Does that make sense? Yeah. He wanted to be famous so bad. And I feel like he was getting ignored for so long that he's like, how can I up the ante? What can I do next? And honestly, like, the second he started killing cats, unfortunately, he got exactly what he wanted. It was like everything that he had ever wished for is now coming true. I mean, he could have just gone on Love Island, but instead he went and he killed some cats. He did. Um, so he did that um, to create more rumors about himself. But it was it's just weird. But let's go into I'm going to like 
go back a little bit, I'm going to give some like new information about his background because it sounds a bit crazy. Ooh, I feel like we should have some like sound effects at this part of our podcast from now on where it's like new info. Boop, boop. All right, I'll, I'll put one in right now. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, so anyway, new information. So Well, it's not even new information, but what they didn't talk about in the documentary was Luca Magnata's background. So... <gasps> Okay, first of all, Sam doesn't tell me the things that he does on his spare time. I don't know what he's doing all the time. So I have no idea what he's about to say, and I'm so excited. Yeah, so, well, this is the first thing. Um, one thing is that um, Luca Magnata is not even his real name. <gasps> also, the cat videos weren't his first bit of trouble. <gasps> so, first of all, um, his real name is Eric Newman. Oh. Okay? And... Again, this this wasn't the first time he's ever got into trouble. Um, Wait, oh, pause. That is such a random name to come up with. But okay, hold what, on. Magnata. Yeah. Well, I mean, it Eric, sounds. Eric Newman is a normal name, but it's not bad. Yeah, but I feel like Luca Magnata is more of like a modelly name, you know. Luca Magnata. Yeah, it does sound modelly. Yeah. Well, there's there's DJs that do that too. What's that one DJ that? Calvin Harris is yeah. real. I mean, that's a normal name, but Calvin Harris's real name is not Calvin Harris. Yeah, it's something really normal. Where yeah. you're like, Calvin Harris is also normal, so it's weird that you changed your name to that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that wasn't his first bit of trouble. Uh, Eric, also known as Luca, uh, back in the day, he met a girl and he actually um stole her credit cards, frauded her. And ended up racking a bill of $10,000 that were all implemented to her. And he sexually assaulted her. And he was actually taken to court for this. This is prior to the cat videos. Oh, criminal in the making. Yeah, so he's already already doing dodgy stuff. Yeah, and he's like pretty young too. I feel like when this whole thing happened, he had it been like early 20s. So... Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's always been... Like, he's changed his name, he's already had criminal offences, he's already been to court, like, he'd already started to get into... He was a weird guy, he had a weird upbringing, which is, again, this is something that I'm going to talk about now. His mother... Uh, Okay, I was... Literally, you just stole the words out of my head. I was going to say that when you have a mom... I don't... Obviously, I don't know Luca Magnata, and I don't know his mom either... But just from what I've seen from the documentary, when you have a mom that never thinks that you're wrong, the type of mom that it's like a teacher could tell a mom, oh, your son was bad today. And the mom's like, no, he did nothing wrong. And it's just your son is always right. Usually they turn out to be not good people because they can get away with anything. And that's what it seems like happened with Luca Magnata or Eric Snyder or whatever his name is. Eric Newman. <laughs> so, well, so this is the thing that, that again, that you, you just touched on the mother and uh, the son relationship. I did Luke not Magnata. touch his mother. No, no, Kayla. <laughs> um, you touched on that. So this is the, again, more stuff because there's not really any background. Why is she defending him? What, what's the relationship there? You never see them two together. Um, when Luca was was younger he, i mean he had a weird upbringing his mother i mean i'm not being funny when you look at her on the documentary she looks like a crackhead <gasps> um, Sam! She, does, she does i don't know if she is or not but she does though when she uh, and also it's the setting that they put her in for the documentary it's like they made sure it was like an empty looking old outdated like trailer looking i don't know if she actually lived there or what but with like an old tv so that kind of puts a picture in your head of who his mom is and what he grew up around i don't know if that's actually how he grew up but that's definitely what they painted her as in the documentary i'm going to tell you how how oh oh go for it tell me um so anyway they don't really um talk about the relationship between them two um he had a tough upbringing um, one thing is that they don't talk about his dad. His dad had severe mental health issues, um, schizophrenia, all that sort of stuff. Ooh. His mum was very difficult to live with. Um, she actually had severe OCD. So much so that she decided that Luca 
was to be homeschooled because she was afraid of him going to school and mixing with other kids and getting like like diseases and stuff like that because she was so OCD, which is kind of crazy. So he spent he had like kind of no friends and stuff like that. He he didn't grow up in a public environment. He didn't go to school. Didn't have much friends. That actually makes so much sense. And so Sam and I watched a little YouTube thing about the director of this documentary. He's a British guy named Mark Lewis. And in the video that we watched, he talked about how he wanted to make this documentary mostly about the internet, you know, investigators who wanted to make it about body moving and all of the people who are really online trying to find Luca and the investigators and everything that went into that side of it. But he didn't want to focus the documentary anything about Luca because he didn't want to give him any more attention than he already got because we all know that Luca wanted the online attention. So it is interesting that you say... Well, I, I think that's annoying because I get that, but then ha- we did, I like to we, understand the mind of a killer. Right. We did miss out a lot on the background. So it is good that you're telling us now that Luca's upbringing was with two parents who had, I don't want to say OCD is a mental illness, but his mom had OCD. His dad was, you know, had mental problems. And that makes him make a little bit more sense because, and homeschooled, we all know homeschooled kids are not as social, so they don't have those social interactions. And they're always a little bit different than people that, you know, go to school with tons of people and have those social interactions. So that makes Luca make so much more sense. And he does kind of, I know it's bad to say, but he does kind of seem like a homeschooled kid. Well, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're homeschooled, then Sorry. feel free to I know, but tweet Kayla. I mean, you, know, you can. T- I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They're just, you know, less social. Yeah, I suppose they are. Well, the, uh, also, what um, I don't know. I don't know many homeschool kids, but yeah, he had a weird upbringing, which they don't mention, which is why I'm telling you now. And there was other bits that was Kayla putting down her wine, if you heard that. Um, there was other things that I found strange in his, um, in his background. Um, his relationship with his mum, like I said, was weird. And I think he was kind of abused in a way. Like she had OCD so bad that one day she locked Luca and, uh, his pet rabbits outside the house and wouldn't let them in because she had like a weird OCD episode and they wasn't clean enough. Well, and he got locked out in the cold. I feel like anyone that has OCD probably shouldn't have pet rodents rabbits are wow. practic- practically rodents what about the easter bunny ah i mean if I, I mean i don't have ocd and i still don't want to have a pet rabbit they poop everywhere so do smelly dogs and you had one of them in your house oh my god that's totally different how is that different to a rabbit it's actually not i get it but i also if i were ocd i wouldn't have a dog either i think i think you're never gonna understand someone as ocd as that so no no i wouldn't son outside no house. i wouldn't I wouldn't. No what? No one's going to... I mean, I like a tidy house, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, she, she She has her own issues. You don't really find out about that. But let's get back to the um, the documentary. So anyway, um, yeah, he goes and does more cat videos. He's still kind of on the run. They're trying to find him. They've got um, people in London trying to find him. One reporter like, eventually tracks him down. He is basically saying, it's not me. People online are saying it's me. Again, trying to get that recognition for fame, but not actually taking any... um, Responsibility. Yeah, responsibility to what he's actually up to. And this is where it gets crazy, because they're still trying to track him down, and they think he's going to do something bad, and eventually he does. He, He does do something bad, he moves on to humans. Oh, my God. What's so crazy about this case, too, is that it does obviously 
cover in the documentary that this was a worldwide thing. People in London were looking for him. It was covered everywhere, but I had never heard of it somehow. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention to the news or what, but Sam, had you ever heard of it? I had never heard of it. Uh, let's say in the documentary, the our local newspaper, The Sun, uh, a news reporter, ends up finding him in London. Uh, and it was in the, I mean, in the, in the documentary, it says it was on BBC News and on this, and I'd never seen it before, which is why when I watched it, I was really, really kind of stuck to it. And I watched all three episodes back to back because I'd never heard the case. It was like watching like a, a thriller on Netflix, but it being real life. Yeah. So crazy. I don't know how I missed it. I guess I just don't pay attention enough for I don't I really don't know how I missed it because it seems like such a crazy story. It should have been way, way more popular, but it wasn't. Anyway, so um he moves on and Luca ends up posting the next video and this one is entitled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. So everyone is well everyone meaning everyone in the Facebook group that is searching for Luca they open up the group that morning and they are in for what you would say in the UK a shocker a shocker yeah so th- th- I mean some of them can't open the video obviously it's it's really difficult again this is another thing I'm going to give you some more information that the documentary didn't tell you ooh play noise Go. That noise is going to be famous now. I'm going to use that in all of our episodes if I have new information. Um, so that they, they, they showed, well, they didn't show. They told you in the video that they, he there's a guy in it. Uh, the guy's tied up. He's stabbed, killed, all that sort of stuff. But it goes actually much more horrible in real life. Like I've never seen the video. I don't intend to. No, it's one of those where like, I know it's like fucked up kind of but i do really want to watch it but i know if i watch it that i'm gonna be fucked up if i watch it so i'm not gonna watch it well I, let, I, I, let I me, don't let me want tell to. you more about it and then you can decide actually if you do no watch i it. i already know okay here's the thing i already know that i don't want to watch it because the second i turn it on and see it even if i saw the cats dying i know that i would be scarred for life but it's always that I'm intrigued, like, there's a part of me that wants to see it. Almost like the guy in the last podcast that we talked about, the pooping video. Do I kind of want to Google search it? No. But did I? Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> you've been asking me to do that all week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like they said, they, they play down the video a little bit. What I've read online is that actually in the video it includes more disgusting, disturbing graphic stuff. Um, he apparently eats parts of the body <gasps> no yeah, yeah, yeah. in the video yeah no he does uh, not yeah he does he you know i mean the body was chopped up into all sorts of pieces he uh um, did he chop it up in the video i think he does Ooh. and he, there's a dog there and they don't really talk about the abuse of the dog there's more abuse of the dog and what's the word um where you have sex with a dead body no right oh nephilia or something uh necro necrophilia i think yeah, a, I, I could be completely wrong about that um so yeah he <laughs> is, that, it, so is that's, it necrophilia i think it's something i think it is something like that ew so he had sex with the body that's what i've read online yeah <sighs> so uh, they don't really go into detail and for obvious reasons they don't that's horrible um but oh my god i uh, that this is why this is what's like not really s- stressed enough for me he kills cats and then he moves on to humans. Right. But he doesn't just do that. He kills cats. It's not like he's moved on to humans and just killed a human. All those things are very disturbing and graphic. Right. And then it's not just he's moved on to a human. He's moved on to a human and beyond. Right. Like that's the most gruesome way to kill someone. It's not like he stabbed someone once or shot someone in the head, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the documentary is called Don't Fuck With Cats. But in reality, he killed a human and what you're saying is ate it and had sex with it. If anything, it should be called like Don't Fuck With Humans or I don't know. I just feel like Don't Fuck With Cats kind of seems like 
the most minimal part of what he actually ended up doing after all of this. And I get that it started because he fucked with cats. I do. I totally get that. And that's why they ended up being so invested into finding him. But at the same time, it's like he fucked with so much more than cats. Nah, see, you, you must have missed something there, Kayla. <laughs> what? Clear. The don't fuck with cats refers to the uh, internet investigators. Right. So it's not about what he did. The reason they called it that, it was like, the reason we found all this stuff out is because there were some online detectives. And it's kind of like, they saw a video that was really horrific. And it's more like, right, so there's a lot of horrific stuff online, right? Yeah, obviously. There's people murdering people on the dark, dark web. And yeah. there's, you know, like we talked about, two cups, one girl or whatever it is, right? <laughs> okay. And the documentary, what spiked this all was you the crossed cats. the line with the cats. Oh. So it's kind of like to say, do what you want, but do not fuck with cats because we'll come after you. And they... Like I said, they dedicated their lives to this. Right. Which is, I think that's why they kind of called it that. It was like ironic in a way, mm. if you get what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I didn't see the irony. But <laughs> now I yeah. get it. It was like, yeah, the bigger picture is fucking hell, this gets crazy, crazy. But it's kind of like, because you know, like cat videos on YouTube are known as like, they're famous, right? Yeah. They're, they're known as things that. We like to watch. So it's kind of like you cross the line at cats. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he, he moved on to cats uh, and then he moved on to humans. And there's like a disgusting video. Uh, kills a poor man. Um, in, I think it's uh, in Canada where they are. And then shit hits the fan. Fucking people see the video. And finally, the detectives that have been contacted in Canada, they're like, we told you. We told you he was going to do something bad. And yeah. he did. And then it all starts to get crazy. So the online detectives finally have a real-life detective tracking Luca down. Yeah, and eventually the Canadian police get involved so much so that one of them joins the Facebook group and they want to obviously access all of the information that they've found about Luca Magnata. So it's kind of cool to see the forces join between actual investigators that probably went to school for it and these online investigators who kind of honestly did better than the regular investigators because they spent hours and hours uh, i think at one point that body moving girl she said that she spent like 16 hours looking at doorknobs from different countries because she was trying to figure it out and i don't want to put down any police officer they you know whatever but do you think that they spend 16 hours a day looking at doorknobs i don't think so no i don't think honestly they i mean they definitely don't I, I honestly think the two people like they come they are really geeky but you really root for them and you you actually like respect all this stuff they've been doing. Yeah, I d- I respect. I really do respect. I think like I said, it's not my it's not something I would get involved with. But I you know, like I said, the body moving um lady sh- she had a breakup and she wanted something to escape and it, on the internet, she was a different person and she just got her teeth into this thing and she couldn't let it go. And it was, uh, quite honestly, the, the detective work was second to none. Yeah, I feel like people couldn't make fun of it. I know that Sam said that he listened to some other podcast about um, the, same po- uh, the same documentary and they were kind of making fun of the people in this for the amount of work that they put into investigating. But honestly, I think that if you're not hurting anybody and honestly, what they were doing was helping society, then more power to you. I don't have the time for it. Actually, I probably do if I really wanted to, but I don't have the interest in doing it. But if you do and you want to help somebody and you're invested, then fucking do it. More power to you. I'm, I don't have anything against it, and I don't think that it's nerd. I mean, it is a little nerdy, but go for it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. It is it. They did some great work, but 
the thing is, unfortunately, the police didn't really take them that seriously. They didn't. And, I mean, it led to uh, the horrible death of um, Jun Lin, his name was. And they they met on, they met on Craigslist. Um, Craigslist, is it? Craigslist. We they, don't have that in the UK. Yeah, don't be mean to Sam. They don't have that here. Um, unless you're a UK listener, then be mean to Kayla. <laughs> uh, no, so anyway, so unfortunately... Um, all this terrible stuff happened. The police didn't get there in time. Uh, Jean Lin uh, was the victim of this horrible, disgusting act that uh, Luca Magnata committed on him. And as it starts to play out, you just see what the craziness unfold. Now we're talking about someone that has done this. Again, he has a lot of mental problems, clearly. But he has one thing, and that is to be someone, be famous, be talked about. He, in the end, he just wants to be basically a movie star and start to create his own movie with this killing, which you start to find out. Yeah, so um, he left a lot of clues within the things that he did, whether it was the cat video uh, he played music in the background for those that pertain to movies. And then in the killing of Jun Lin that he had on... T- he posted stuff... Sorry, just to butt in, but... <laughs> sorry, He posted okay. stuff to... I just I just, I just knew that I was going <laughs> to forget. He posted, like, his uh, the feet of Jun Lin and, uh, like, body parts uh, to the government. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was doing a lot of... Because he did that to be on the news, right? He basically because he was running free at this point. He wants to go on the news and see that a foot has been posted to the government and think that was me. I did that. They're talking about me. People are talking about me. Thank you very much. I think that part's a little bit weird because he could have sent that. F- oh, that part's weird. <laughs> that 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 part was weird. <laughs> no wait. Nah, yeah, you're right. Everything no, was uh, totally uh, normal. No wait. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I meant. If I were to happen to send a human foot or hand somebody somewhere, of somebody's somewhere, um, I wouldn't send it to... I don't think that's something you happen upon. <laughs> I think that's, that's not something you happen upon. You don't... Oh, I've happened upon a foot. Where shall I send it? Hmm, what's my top three? Number one. Well, okay, where... A hospital. <laughs> Where would you send it? Because I feel like sending it to the Republican Party is just so random. No, he just wanted it to be on the news. That was the, It didn't make any difference to him where it was. I get it. Then, send it, then you know, send it to fucking Fox News. Don't send it to the Republican Party. Well, it, it went on the news. Also, it's actually another <laughs> another Sam Bird fact. I won't play the music. But they didn't... He, he actually sent some uh, body parts to schools. Ew. And they didn't talk about that. Ew. That's new information for you. Do you know anything more, or are you going to leave us at that? <laughs> no, that was just... I just had some new information about where... I, they didn't put that in the documentary, <laughs> what I'm saying. No, I know, but what body parts, what schools? <laughs> I don't know what body part it was. I don't know what school either, but... So that didn't deserve the noise. I'm glad you didn't play it, because... <laughs> no, well, that was good. Like, I'm just saying it wasn't just the Republican Party. Republican. Republican. Yeah, so Luca had been using clues throughout all of his crimes. He was playing music in the background of all of his cat videos. He had posters in the back of his murder video. He was leaving notes everywhere, all sorts of stuff. So, oh, and... He was liking things on Facebook that he was hoping that people would see. And all of it had pertained to movies that he liked that, personally, I think that he thought he kind of lived inside of. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's why it's interesting. Because we're taught, like, you have to look at the fact that he wanted to be famous. And if he wanted to be famous and he was being a killer, he wanted to be a famous killer in the end. So... All these, like, clues, like I said, there was, um, when they actually, they end up finding a, a note. Uh, like a, a thing on the wall. So all these things he's doing are, I mean, we're talking about it, which is what he wants. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, is that his name? Yeah. He chopped the penises off. <laughs> we talk about him because he did something really drastic and weird. We talk about this case of Luca Manana because he did so many 
weird things that all meant something. And it was a story. It, like I said, he became... Like, he, he watched a lot of films. He's really into um, Basic Instinct and all that sort of stuff, which we'll go into. But he he was the star of his own real-life movie, which obviously shows how psychotic and, like I said, his dad had schizophrenia, which, again, I think it's clearly been passed on to him. He's been affected by a lot of things to make him be this way. But it was all for a reason. Yeah, but... I mean, for me, it's like Jeffrey Dahmer and any other serial killer. It's it's hard for me to put into words because it's like those serial killers, they did what they did because they, I guess they wanted to do that. They didn't do it for the recognition, in my opinion. Whereas Luca, I feel like, I'm not sure that he set out to be a serial killer because, or a killer in general because he wanted to be one, but because he, he did it in order for people to recognize him. Yeah, we're, but we're on the same page. So right. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't, d- didn't cut off dicks because he thought people talk about that. Right. He did it because he wanted to. He, yeah. he was into that. But I'm saying Luca Magnata, he knows that Jeffrey Dahmer is talked about because of the drastic things he did. So if Luca Magnana does drastic things like that, he'll be talked about. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the price of fame. It's like he would have... That's what you know, they say. Um, any publicity? No. Oh, Bad yeah. publicity is good publicity. That's why I feel like <laughs> in his brain that was what he was going with. Actually, that is <laughs> the perfect... That's what this documentary should have been called. Any publicity is good publicity because that's exactly what it was. Like, Luca, I wonder if he still feels that way as he's sitting in his prison cell. Like, oh, everyone knows me. I did my job. Well, yeah, again, I think um, we watched, um, like I said, that director talk about this documentary. And he, the director said he wasn't sure because Luca has obviously been banned from all social media and electronics and all that sort of stuff, being in prison. And, you know, things he did. So, he, the director is pretty sure he hasn't seen that this documentary has been made about him. And, like, but also, oh, yeah, I just hit the mic. It, it, by the way, when we talk about this, it doesn't take away the fact that we know how horrible this murder is. And we know, you know, our hearts go out to uh, Jean Ling and all his family and his best friends on the documentary. And he has a really tough time talking about this so when we we're not joking about the seriousness of the crime we know how terrible and like i said our hearts go out to the family because it's disgusting but we're just trying to talk about the mindset of the killer because there's so many reasons why people kill our hearts go out to the cats also and the cats and the cats parents too um anyway so Eventually, not long after all of this happened and the Canadian police get involved, they end up finding Luca because they uncover a bunch of evidence. Um, There was a suitcase with a body in it in a dumpster and they also found uh, bloody clothes and Luca's ID which is weird I don't know they never really said that in the documentary why that was there well they don't know why it's there I think it was a mistake but initially they thought that Luca was the victim yeah so you didn't read that in anywhere that you got your uh new information Sam you don't know why I was there no no I don't don't play the music <laughs> I didn't say play the new information music so <laughs> We don't know why we don't know why it was left. I honestly think it was a mistake, but how do you mistakenly put your ID? Your ID. You're the okay, killer. Okay, <laughs> okay, so here you go then. Tell me. Was it not a mistake? Was it another re- another way for him to be famous and be like, come oh. and fucking catch me, bitch. Oh. This is me. So he's been telling the online people in the uh-huh. group it's Luca Bagnada. And now oh. he can't do it online to the police because they're after him. This is me. Here I am. Here's my ID. Ah, wow. He's dropped his name in again. Mic drop. I didn't think of that. 
So it, that, uh, That's probably it. Probably was on purpose. Come catch me. What a fucking psycho. And then excuse the pun. The pun? pun? Excuse the pun. There is a cat and mouse chase. Um, Wait, what's the pun? I don't get well, it. Well, it's don't fuck with cats. Cat and mouse chase. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are after him. We're going to kind of move it along now. And he does eventually get caught in an internet cafe in Berlin. Oh, my God. The crazy part about that is, first of all, they're in Berlin. Like I said. Oh, not so crazy. Calm down. Hold on. Not saying that America is, you know, the all-knowing place of all things because we're definitely not. But uh, I had never heard of the case, but some guy in Berlin had heard of Luca Magnata and saw him in a newspaper there apparently and just happened to see him, Luca Magnata, walk into his internet cafe and he was like, that's the guy. What the heck? How are the chances of that? That, that is crazy. But what I did see, actually, because he moves around. He went to Paris and then Berlin. But there was like a red alert. He was actually in a lot of newspapers in Paris and Berlin saying, this guy might be here. Look out for him. Yeah. And it, they're small places. Don't forget you from America. That's a big place. <laughs> uh, Berlin is about the size of Florida where you're from. So if you had newspapers in Florida with someone's face on it, you might yeah, be on yeah. the lookout. You know, I would assume there's probably not like a crazy killer out on the loose in berlin very often so he anyway he was all over the all over the news uh in that cafe guy says fucking hell this guy's in my cafe uh and then i think it just so happens that there was like some flipping um like army people around berlin <laughs> army people and they this is where like body moving and um the other guy john green john green he they see this video of him being captured. And, I mean, that's it for them. They're like, they've got him. They've got him. Yeah, all of their hard, hard work, hours and hours and hours of digging and searching had led up to this moment when they see the Berlin, I don't know if it was police or army. Sorry, I didn't check up on that. They look the same to me. But they move in on him in this internet cafe. Your body moving on him. <laughs> that was good. That was stupid. <laughs> they uh, body moving on him. And they catch him. And they say in the documentary that no airlines wanted to work alongside any of the authorities in this situation. So they had to have... A, I think it was Canadian flight or um sorry plane go and grab him for from Berlin and take him back so that he could face his trial I guess you would say yeah I mean he, he needs to be, <laughs> he gets extradited back to America and they need to question him and all that sort of stuff um so I mean this is this is where we it kind of comes to an end because. You don't see much of the interrogation. Like he, he's in there. You see bits and pieces. I want to see the. I want to see the full interrogation thing. I don't think that's out there. But mm. if it was, I would watch it. No, and the thing is, in the, at this point, uh, and throughout the whole documentary, you have people because you don't actually. When I saw it the first time, I thought, "Is it him? Is it not him? I'm not sure." What? thought it was him there was other things and there's one bit which obviously it is teased in and out of the documentary that it could be someone else because him and his mother uh. i won't go too much into this but him and his mother uh he tells his mom that you know he was actually an escort back in the day and he's been controlled by this fictional guy called manny right which is which is let me cut him sorry but I think this is where he gets all of his money to move from country to country. Because I was wondering that the whole time. I'm like, how the heck is this guy just going all over the world? But he's some sort of online... Escort. Yeah. Yeah, he's an online escort. That's how he's got the money um, to do all these things and travel around. But he makes up a a fictional person called Manny who he met through the escorting business, who's telling him to do all these things. That's kind of his defense. Um, new information. Play, play the music. Since the documentary has been finished, he has said that the Manny character is been has been made up. No way. He's said that since. 
But this is why it's crazy. Like the the mother the whole way through, does plays down Luca's crimes because she thinks it's this Manny person. And during like all the filming and all that sort of stuff, and it's all happened. Luca's mum has actually written a book. No. She's written a book called... She doesn't look like she would write a good book. She has written a book called My Son the Killer. <laughs> no I'm way. not even joking. Um, so she's now... I don't know if it... I would assume it's after the documentary, but she's now accepted the fact that he has done all these things. And she did accept it kind of during the documentary, but she went down the route of he was made to do it by this guy called Manny. But Luca has now said that Manny doesn't exist, so that's out. And that's the thing with a mother. You just think you're delusional. It's, she's absolutely delusional. She thinks it's, that someone can tell you to do all these horrible, all this horrible stuff, but then write a book called My Son the Killer. Like, she's just not right there. So, do you know what I mean? She's not it. She's not it. Yeah. Do you know if she... Uh, you probably don't know, but I wonder if she wrote the book before or after he said that Manny wasn't real. I don't know that, but it it does seem like it was after. It seems like it was Ooh. after, but I'm not sure on that. But it, she accepts the fact that he did do these things, he did kill these people, but she plays down his crimes throughout the whole documentary on the hope that it was this character called Manny doing, telling Luca to do these things. But since then, he has kind of said, no, he doesn't exist. So the documentary kind of wraps up with Deanna, who is body moving, um, sort of looking at the camera and asking everyone eye to eye if they're pretty much fueling the fire and asking everyone if we should shut off the machine. And Sam and I watched a YouTube video with the director and he said that they did that for a reason. Here's another fact that we don't see in the documentary. Can I get the noise? Because it's my first noise. Yeah, already playing the noise in three, two, one. <laughs> so they didn't say this in the documentary, but Body Moving got a DM from somebody who she obviously thinks and probably knows was Luca Magnata. And the message reads, and I quote, Whoever fights monsters should see to that in the process he does not become a monster. And if you gaze enough into an abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. Whoa. So, this is where you need to really think about this. Body moving, John Green, were they complicit to the murder because they were doing all the detective work and making him famous, were the documentary makers of Don't Fuck With Cats complicit to the murder because they made a documentary about Luca, and you listening to this podcast about us talking about Luca, are we all complicit? And that leaves us at the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode four of Big Doc Energy with Sam and Kayla. Yes, guys. I'm so happy that you guys are here. We're doing so well. We really appreciate you guys listening and all of your feedback on all of our social channels. So make sure you go on there and let us know what you think about this podcast and maybe suggest the next one, even though we do have the next one already planned. And I am so excited about it because we have a guest. We do. It's very exciting. So if this is the first uh, episode of Big Doc Energy you've ever listened to, make sure you go back and listen to our others. They are also very, very good. We thank you very much for listening to Big Doc Energy once again. And it's a bye from me and a bye from Kayla. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, but bye. <laughs> and that is, I'll do a Kayla goodbye. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs>